from the Cervera Newsroom in sunny Miami, welcome to the Miami Real Estate Podcast, your home for expert insight on all things Miami real estate. I'm your host, Omar DeWint. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Podcast, and most importantly, Happy New Year to you all. I'm your host, Omar DeWint, Communications Executive here at Cervera Real Estate. Joining us in the studio, special guest, that is the Manager of Business Connect and Community Outreach for the Miami Super Bowl Host Committee. As you all, I'm sure, know, Super Bowl LIV is taking place in just a few weeks here in sunny Miami. So we're excited to hear all about it, what's going on um, with Felipe Angulo. Felipe. Thank Happy you for being to be here, here, Omar. Thank you. Thanks for coming. We're excited. So, Felipe, what, before we get into all the fun stuff that is surrounding uh, LIV and what you guys have in store, why don't you please give our audience a little bit of background on the host committee and the outreach programs that you guys offer? Absolutely. So, uh, Omar, Super Bowl is uh, is coming to town February second. The big game's coming here. Um, a little bit about the host committee. Now, we uh, we are put together by the NFL uh, and through our chairman Rodney Barreto. What the host committee does is we are the boots on the ground for the NFL. We are the, the we're all locals. It, it's people that are that are deemed uh, professionals and and um, very experienced in what they do. Uh, they're all brought in together for for this one event, and uh, and we make sure that things go smoothly. And whatever request the NFL might have, or however we can plug in the community, that's exactly what we do. Uh, now for, for community initiative and how we're involving everyone, we've got a range of events that are going to be happening during the Super Bowl week and even prior that we want to make sure that people of Miami-Dade, Broward, and West Palm are able to get involved in. Uh, and that's what's key for us. So, and, and that's, I'm glad you brought that up. Tell me a little bit specifically about your role, sort of your goal, and then um, talk us through some of these amazing programs that you guys have uh, lined up for the community. Definitely. So, uh, so my role specifically, I'm the manager of uh, Business Connect and Community Outreach. Now, what Business Connect is, which most people uh, aren't very aware of, but it has a great impact in the local economy, is we work with minority-owned women, veteran, and LGBTQ businesses. And uh, these businesses have to be based in Miami-Dade, Broward, or Palm Beach. And we help uh, connect these businesses with NFL contractors once they've been vetted through, through the host committee and through the NFL. Uh, so this gives the mom and pop shops that are based down here the, the, the chance to be able to say and have that notch on their belt that they worked with the NFL and with the Super Bowl. Uh, and that's, that's something that, that really gives these folks the opportunity to grow and learn from to work with an organization and entity as big as the NFL. Uh, now, I also manage the community outreach portion, and we have some incredible pillars, and, and uh, we're working with some great folks to make sure that, that the Super Bowl is much more than just a game, but also uh, an impact for the people down here in Miami and South Florida. So, Felipe, tell us about some of these uh, community outreach programs and initiatives that you guys have in store. Absolutely. So, uh, so some of the community outreach programs that we have in the pillars, uh, first one that comes to mind is our anti-sex trafficking campaign. Uh, we're working with the state attorney, Catherine Fernandez-Rundle, and with the Women's Fund. And what we're doing there is we're bringing together 300 nonprofit organizations that focus on anti-sex trafficking, domestic violence, and we're bringing them together to see how we can put as much attention as we can to how sex trafficking is something that needs to be stopped. And with large events like the Super Bowl, it tends to attract, unfortunately, that kind of uh, that kind of activity. So, uh, in partnership with these great organizations and also with local law enforcement, 
we're we're trying to teach people how to how to acknowledge it, how to identify it, and what to do to be able to prevent it. Uh, a big part of this also is where our ten thousand volunteers that have been put together by the Miami Super Bowl host committee, uh, we're teaching them how to identify uh, potential uh, potential signs of sex trafficking. Mm. And and what's so incredible about that is is to be able to have ten thousand people that are stationed all over Miami Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach to to say that. Any, any kind of sign, any kind of identification of something that might be going on, they'll be working in tandem with our law enforcement to, to, to be able to approach it and tackle it as best we can. Uh, a second pillar that we have that, that really is, is causing a big stir in the community that we love is uh, our Oceans to Everglades, which is led by our director, Jackie Weisblum. Um, we have the Python Hunt, mm. and we also have the Lionfish Derby. Now, what this is is... Uh, Pythons are a, an invasive species mm -hmm. here in the Everglades. And as we know, down in South Florida, it's a huge part of our ecosystem. Right. And with the uh, Burmese python um, invading and affecting that ecosystem, we wanted to bring attention in conjunction also with FWC um, and the governor's office, uh, how, we can, how we can approach this invasive species and to be able to tackle it while putting football in the mix as well. We, we are going to be launching our Python hunt in January 10th, mm -hmm. and that'll be going on all the way till January 25th, where we'll be having uh, prizes for the, the people with the largest pythons. And, uh, and not only that, but FDBC will be participating as well for cash prizes. That's amazing. So for our audience out there, anybody who wants to get involved and volunteer, um, it's like you said, beginning January 10th through the 25th, correct? correct? And then where would they go to sign up? To be able to sign up, go to miasbliv.com. And if you once you go on the website, you'll be able to find the links where our Oceans to Everglades uh, tabs will tell you all the directions you need, how to be able to participate and whatever licenses and trainings are a part of it. Okay, so I'm glad you brought up that last part because I, I was I, I wanted to follow up, like paint the picture for me of what this this hunt entails. Is this like one of those National Geographic like? Look, it, it sounds <laughs> a lot. It sounds a lot more difficult than what it is. Am I on a and speedboat with a harpoon? <laughs> you that that you could do it. You so there's a lot of ways to be able to hunt a python, and and I didn't know much about it. I'm no expert. I won't pretend to be one. But uh, but I learned about it. And once you sign up with uh, miasbliv.com and you go to the Python Hunt category, mm -hmm. uh, there are trainings that are hosted by FWC where they'll teach you how it is that you can identify what locations pythons are in. I mean, uh, we don't want people to just walk into the Everglades <laughs> and give it your best shot. We want everyone to be safe and to be able to, to, to recognize what kind of precautions you have to have to deal with this animal. Because sure. of course, there's a danger involved with it. So FWC will host trainings. Some of it can be done with speedboats. And mm -hmm. if you want to go with a harpoon, that's your weapon of choice. I'd, <laughs> send me the video. I'd love to be able right. to see it. But, uh, but also, uh, typically what they do is they'll give you a stick. It's pretty mm. much a, it's a, it's a nine iron. Sure. And you use the back part of it. Once you are able to clamp down the head of a python, uh, you have control over its whole body. Wow. It's uh, get the training done first. Yeah. I really do recommend right. it, please. Legal disclaimer. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, FWC will be hosting trainings. These are free uh, for the public to be able to attend. And then uh, and then go out there, see the Everglades, see right. how beautiful this ecosystem is. Because uh, Miami is just a, a range of of city and nature and beauty and people really need to tap into that and that's what we're trying to protect with the host committee is uh is our is our ecosystem of course and that's great that you guys um again i mentioned to, to you uh this to you off air but as i was uh learning more about you all and sort of your initiatives i was pleasantly surprised to learn how much um the super bowl and and your efforts sort of 
provide a positive impact to the community beyond the game. Absolutely. Right. So, and I think one of the other um, elements that you guys have in terms of positive impact and fun, going back to the, the Python hunt, is the Super Bowl uh, live concept right in downtown Miami. Can you can tell us a little bit about that? Right. So, uh, so Super Bowl live is, oh, live, is uh, not a problem. Uh, what it is, is we're taking over Bayfront park and, uh, and we want to be able to have an activation, uh, that's just as big as the Super Bowl or larger where we incorporate the entire community. This is open to the public. This is free for everyone where you're going to be able to have local vendors. You'll be able to have concerts where, where people can enjoy great music and, and see, uh, some NFL legends are going to be coming by, going on stage. Not only that, but we'll also have celebrities and guests coming up and, and participating in, in a range of ways with the, with the crowd and with everyone that's coming in. This is, this is pretty much the largest event that's going to be happening because it's, it's where we want people to know that the Super Bowl is, is in town. The Super Bowl is part of the community and it's open to everybody. And this kicks off on the 25th of January, correct? That's correct. On the 25th of January. So if you're not going to the game, right, you can still be part of the action uh, by uh, coming to downtown and checking out Super Bowl Live. Exactly. Exactly. Um, anything? I know uh, we don't have any spoilers yet on the celebrity talent that's going to be there. Not yet. No. <laughs> no exclusive. No, 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 unfortunately. Uh, no problem. But um, very cool. So. I mean, tell me, uh, Felipe, the Super Bowl is a big deal for us here in Miami. Um, where is it going to be? What are some of the preparations a city has to do to prepare for an event of this magnitude? Walk me through some of those logistics. Definitely. So uh, so the host committee, it's it's incredible the group of people that we have there and the, the amount of effort and time that goes into this event. Every aspect that you can think of from transportation to security to, to simply being able to make sure everyone's fed and water every aspect of this is is identified by the nfl and the host committee and several contingency plans are brought into to putting it together now when it comes to security just last week we were at the uh fbi tabletop and what the fbi tabletop is is we brought all of the leaders of local law enforcement federal and state law enforcement and we sat at the at the hard rock stadium which was graciously hosted by the by the dolphins and we discussed what protocols are. I can't get into details specifically right. what, it, what it is that was discussed, but we talk about uh, scenarios, how to approach it, and how uh, agencies need to be able to communicate together. This is an effort that's much bigger than just one agency. It's everyone working in tandem, realizing that Super Bowl is a SEER one level event. And what does that entail? It's the highest security uh, level that is needed for any public event. This is we, we, we have security that you wouldn't be able to imagine. We, we Typically, there will be dignitaries. Uh, presidents have gone to previous Super Bowls, vice presidents. And, and these, these locations are already secure enough to have these people go in. That's the level of security it is. Wow. It's, it's a truly incredible the work that law enforcement does to put this together. And, and that's something that from the NFL and the host committee side, we genuinely appreciate because they, take, they go above and beyond. And, and if there's one thing we know is that the people that will be participating in the Super Bowl are, are going to be in the best of hands. That's amazing, uh, Felipe. And once again, for all you out there, you're listening to the Miami Real Estate Podcast brought to you by Severe Real Estate here in Miami. If you guys want to find us on your favorite podcast app, you can uh, search Miami Real Estate Podcast on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, or Stitcher. Uh, we're here in the studio with Felipe Angulo, Manager of Business Connect and Community Outreach for the Miami Super Bowl Host Committee. Behind the scenes, we've got Alex Ayub, our Digital Marketing Coordinator. We're talking all about Super Bowl LIV and what it means to 
to Miami and what you all can expect. So Felipe, we love numbers here. As, as I mentioned to have big real estate audience, uh, as well as um, those interested in, in real estate uh, from um, uh, ownership point of view. Tell me about some of the numbers, the economic impact, the number of people we can expect. What is this event going to bring to the city? Absolutely. So uh, it's funny you bring up numbers. The uh, the NFL is a little bit protective of projected numbers. Mm. The reason being is we expect this to be an incredible Super Bowl. We want to make sure whatever numbers get out there are accurate, right? Sure. I could tell you about previous Super Bowls and and uh, the number of people that we're projecting to have come in. I'd love I'd love to elaborate on that. So Atlanta, the previous Super Bowl fifty three was a great success. The The city and the host committee uh, did an incredible job. The economic impact that that had was $450 million. Wow. That is that is the number of, of, of people coming in, flying in, uh, spending the money. The average person during the Super Bowl spends $1,200 a day. Mm. And so it's 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 a heavy hitting kind of crowd where where people are are really willing to, to dig into their pockets and make sure that hotels, food, accommodations, and tourism is, is really a part of this game. Now, with Miami being such a, a large city focused on tourism, on hospitality, this provides us the opportunity to really stand out, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you, we've got restaurants, we've got hotels. We, we're working close. Actually, one of our board members, Bill Talbert, he's uh, the head of the CEO and president of the GMCVB. Okay. Uh, that's the Greater Miami Visitor Convention Bureau. And uh, and they are they are making sure that we work with with the NFL and with all of the the, the parties that bring people into the to this game that our hotels are geared up that we have all the right rooms that we have all the restaurants and all the the nightlife that Miami can provide ready to be activated so so we we show ourselves in the best light it's going to be incredible how how even the smallest restaurants in a place like Brickell in downtown where you guys are located. Every shop is going to have people. Every sure. every every facet. I mean, even from uh, Uber and Lyft and and so many of these new programs and these new companies that have come up, they're all going to be activated to their fullest. And that's money in residents and constituents' pockets. And that's exactly what we want. And that's what we're going to provide. And that's what the Super Bowl provides. Flying into Miami International Airport, uh, Opelika Airport, Fort Lauderdale. I mean. We're looking at over 1 million people flying in for the Super Bowl. Wow. It's it's the, the logistics that go into this and that go into planning all of this is is incredible and it's our partners in in Miami-Dade and in in Broward and Palm Beach that are that are making this all come to life and that's something that we can't overlook. Moving a million people isn't an easy task. Right. The airlines but but also think about that. That's that's people getting paid overtime. That's that's the folks moving the luggage. That's the 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 taxis and and like I've already stated the Ubers that are that are going to be just constantly moving. And and that's that's what we look for is, is affecting that local economy. So everybody wins essentially. Everyone wins. And then what about uh, once the game is passed? Uh, I know one of your uh, community outreach uh, pillars is a legacy program. Tell me a little bit about that and sort of how you guys provide a positive impact on businesses after the Super Bowl is packed up and left town. Absolutely. So uh, so our legacy projects are are run by our vice president Rashad Thomas, and I manage it under him. And we uh, we were fortunate to have such great partners like Miami Dade and Broward, as well as Palm Beach, because they they provided funds uh, in conjunction also with the NFL Foundation and with the host committee to to put, bring some projects that'll stay long after the game to life, right? So uh, for Miami Beach Senior High School, we were able to get their their grass field and create this beautiful new turf field. The reason why we selected that school was Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, that's that's his alma mater. And uh, and so many football players that have gone to the NFL 
started in Miami in Miami Beach Senior mm-hmm. High. So to be able to, to to give back and to to give these people these these kids the the chance to play on some great fields and to have all the right equipment is something that's important to us. We're doing the same kind of project in Ghouls Park down south and in Gwen Cherry right here in, in, in our own backyard. And and these these are all going to be brand new turf fields where, where kids are going to be able to participate. After school programs like the Boys and Girls Club and, and Miami Dade are going to be able to activate and use these fields. So it's not just the, the football players, but the soccer teams, the after school programs, the, the things that are that are really bringing everybody together. Another legacy project that we have is we're working with the DDA, the NFL Foundation again, and the host committee for a Bayfront lighting project. Now, what that is, is we've got new lights and we wanted to make sure that Baywalk and Bayfront are all are all well lit. It's it's a beautiful facet that we have in Miami that that we want to make sure we activate and that we bring to to its best foot forward. We got a project done with the City of Miami with the DDA to light it all up and to have these beautiful lights that can change colors uh and and depending on whatever season it might be. If it's Thanksgiving, I think they had it at, at green and, and red. And now for the holidays, we'll have it all in the right colors to be able to make sure people in Miami get excited for, for whatever it is that's happening. Also in Broward County, we have a, uh, a fitness park that we're putting together uh, with Broward County. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this is to, to make sure that we, we incorporate health into what it is we're doing, right? So we want to make sure that that kids have a place where they can go, they can do exercise, they can stay healthy. While we have uh, the Play 60 initiative with the NFL, uh, this is something that that when the NFL is gone, kids are going to be able to go and work out and stay healthy and and know that that fitness is a key part of, of everything that you do. That's amazing. And speaking of um, Broward, I imagine now with Virgin Trains, that connection between Miami and Fort Lauderdale and even Palm Beach, that the, the northern counties too could probably possibly benefit uh, more so from this influx of traffic is there maybe those that want to maybe not stay in downtown Miami, but still be able to get down here um, easily. You bring you bring an excellent point because uh, one of our proud partners that we're very fortunate to be working with is Brightline Virgin Trains. Cool. Uh, we actually were just in West Palm Beach this this Monday where we had a, a media tour bringing attention to to the transportation possibilities that are provided in in Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach, and and Brightline and Virgin Trains hit on every single one of those points. If you want to get to to Fort Lauderdale easily, we love for you to be able to get on a Bright Brightline train. Um, it, it's great. There's going to be a lot of traffic. That's something that Miami has with or without the Super Bowl. Uh, and while our operations team and all our folks are making sure that everything is is as organized as possible and runs as smoothly as possible. Get out of your cars. Right. Jump jump on a train. Go up to uh, to the parties that are going to be activated in Fort Lauderdale. Right. And if you're up in West Palm and you want to come down to be able to see any of the watching parties, come to Super Bowl Live. Right. Jump on a bright. That's line. a great point. You get right off up there on Miami Central Station, walk over a couple blocks to Bayfront, and it's part of the action. And you're right there. And something I'd like to bring up is our volunteer center for the 10,000 volunteers that have been brought together with the Miami Super Bowl host committee. Uh, our center is being provided by the Brightline. So in that, that center station that they have, you go two buildings down and we have our own building there in the Brightline center that's being provided by Brightline. Amazing. So it's, uh, it's, they, they really are a huge part of what we are as a host committee. Excellent. And then, so last, uh, last question for you is, uh, in terms of the future and the possibility of return, let's say of the Super Bowl in, in Miami, because obviously, as you mentioned, there's a lot of great there's a lot of pros. I don't really hear many cons, right. except possibly some traffic. But I mean, hey, we deal with it. Uh, a lot of pros to having the Super Bowl here. Talk to me about sort of 
help me understand how the selection of a city gets made and what our chances are of um, having another one in the near future. Right. So, uh, so Miami has hosted more Super Bowls than any other city in the United States. Whoa, fun We're, fact. We are at 11 right now. Okay. No one can, no one's topped that. Also proud to say that Miami and the Miami Dolphins are the only team to have an undefeated season in the 100 years. This is the 100th this pardon me, not the 100th Super Bowl, the 100th year of the NFL and the Miami Dolphins in 1973 had a perfect season. Mm-hmm. So, we are the only team to do it. We are the only te- the only location to have 11 Super Bowls and this is the centennial. It doesn't get bigger than this. It doesn't. I mean, I love my dolphins, although they break my heart every uh, uh, November, tough. December. But I still love you guys. <laughs> but they're look, they're they're pushing through, and we, we NFL legend Dan Marino is one of our captains for the for the volunteers. He comes to a lot of our events. Uh, we we have Nat Moore on our board. Mm-hmm. These are all folks from the seventy two seventy three team uh, that are that are just incredible parts of this. And and the way the Super Bowl will keep coming is we have a chairman like Rodney Barreto, and and he. He has chaired three different Super Bowls here in Miami, and he knows what it is that the NFL is looking for. He works with them very closely, and 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 with the help of our partners, we bring in and we always put on an incredible show. 2010, 2007, we've hosted Super Bowls, and every time it's been an absolute hit. And it's with that kind of leadership uh, that that is possible. Now, how is this? How how's the Super Bowl selected? Right? Uh, it used to be a bidding process where multiple cities would come together and they'd launch a bid. This is what we bring to the table. This is what we're willing to provide from a funding standpoint, from a transportation standpoint, and a hospitality uh, standpoint. And then it's it's progressed now where the NFL wants to be able to select which cities. And I mean, after being able to say eleven Super Bowls, I'd be surprised if they don't keep picking us. Yeah, and the weather, I mean, everything that there is to do around the game in terms of uh, arts, culture, dining, entertainment, uh, who, wouldn't, who wouldn't want to come here, right? Exactly, exactly. And uh, and Super Bowl 54 is going to be one absolutely for the record. Uh, and and it's all it's all coming together. So I guess um, to, to leave you with this, I mean, um, we, we see you there on the sideline uh, for this record uh, setting oh, game. Oh man, right? we uh, <laughs> we want to wave at you from you know, through our TV look, screens. We uh, we we're putting together the game. What what matters to to the host committee is is making sure that it goes smooth for all the people that that take the time to fly down, take the time to purchase that ticket and to go. Uh, so so where we'll be. It just depends on what's happening that night. We, 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 we'd love to be able to see the fruit of all our work come together, but we have our events team that'll be at Super Bowl Live still during the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and really, uh, Randy, uh, Christina, all those folks, they, they, they're going above and beyond to make sure that every experience that people have there uh, is incredible. So whether or not I'll be on the sideline and smiling <laughs> and waving, We'll, we'll see what's happening during the game. Sure. I, I like it. It's true uh, commitment and dedication. We appreciate it. Appreciate everything you guys are doing uh, for the city and, and helping us prepare for the Super Bowl, raising awareness. He's amazing initiative. So if you guys out there want to support um, and do good while having fun, um, check out. Uh, tell me the website again. It's MIA. www.miasbliv.com. Uh, for all of social media, hashtag M-I-A-S-B-L-I-V is our hashtag. Uh, activate us. Get, reach out. DM us. Ask us questions. We want to get involved with you guys, and we want to make sure that everyone's a part of this. Get your harpoons. Go hunt some pythons. It'll be fun. Probably very Instagram-worthy moment, too. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. But go to FWC and get that training. Good. Yes, that right. disclaimer. Legal disclaimer. And uh, come to Super Bowl Live in downtown at Bayfront. Uh, it'll be fun, right? Kicking off January 25th. 
Anybody who needs a short-term place to stay, stop by our downtown Miami office, 50 Biscayne. Shout out to that team. And um, we had to get the shameless plug in there. No, so. no. You, <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate Always you guys. Always be closing. Um, so, Felipe, anything else uh, for our listeners? Take us no, out. No. Uh, thank you so much to you guys, Omar, Alex, for hosting me over here. Uh, Severa, I mean, everywhere you go around Miami, you see Severa Real Estate. You oh, guys are you. you guys are left and right, so it's incredible to be here in your office and, and talking to you, and I appreciate you giving me the time. Thank you. you got to stay relevant, you know. Um, good luck, and uh, we'll see you soon. For all you out there, until next time, remember, in Miami, the future is always bright. Thank you.